You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Uh, Tuesday, March 16th, we're going to cover day two of NFL free agency, obviously Cleveland Browns wise uh, to everybody. By the time this hits most of your ears, happy St. Patrick's day. Uh, don't do anything too nuts on a Wednesday kids. Uh, you know, don't want to be getting blasted at 11 AM on a Wednesday. Uh, find some way to enjoy corned beef, all that good stuff, but happy St. Patrick's day to uh, everybody and to everybody who will bandwagon the holiday. Uh, Locked on Browns, covering day two of free agency. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Locked on Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. You guys all know the drill. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you leave that five-star rating. And make sure you leave that written review for Locked on Browns. Joined this evening by Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated. Uh, Day two, Pete, quiet, Browns-wise, um, and I know there was some, you know, I guess some hustling on the timeline to you know, try to maybe credit this one. Um, but the Browns got a date with the girl. They essentially been chasing around since mid fall, late fall, early winter. Uh, Tack McKinley has uh, agreed to terms with the Cleveland Browns on a one year deal, essentially a prove it deal. Uh, the Browns obviously beat, were looking to make this happen a long time before today, this is not the be-all, end-all at the edge position, but Tack McKinley uh, now officially, after numerous dalliances, is a Cleveland Brown. Yeah, look, um, he's a decent athletic pass rusher with some upside, I guess. Um, You know, they tried to claim him three times off waivers last year. They discussed trading for him. Um, It didn't seem like a huge leap to say that they might want to sign him in free agency. Um, He's taking up largely the spot that Adrian Claiborne had, although they're paying more money for him, which is a little – you know, not ideal, but whatever. It's not a not a huge amount of money. He's also significantly younger than Adrian Claiborne as well, but it is a gamble nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, it could be worth up to six million. I think the base is four point two five million. Claiborne was making set to make three and a half million. Um, they're eight five hundred thousand on that, uh, saving three million in cap room. So that's largely going to McKinley. Uh, McKinley can start in a pinch. Um, he's a decent run defender. He's you know pretty strong. Good straight line speed. Um, he had 13 sacks in his first two seasons, and his his production dropped way off. Although he was actually better, if you go advanced stats uh, type stuff on on that, but it was injuries, uh, particularly this last year. Uh, he he suffered from a groin injury, which is the reason that the Falcons released him uh, in the first place. And then, and to be fair, Pete, th- there is a possibility he might not pass a physical. Uh, that's the one thing, you know, he went through with some other franchises. The Browns never got the opportunity to run through a physical. You never know. There's a possibility he could maybe not pass it. Uh, maybe. Um, a couple teams claimed him, then failed him on physicals. He ultimately ended up sticking with the Raiders. Uh, so, you know, he's young. Because that was a good spot. <laughs> he's, you know, he's still 20, 25, 20. I think he's 26. Um 
And you know, if he play, if he plays well, he can sort of reestablish himself. Uh, this is, you know, this is a track the Browns have taken before. Uh, you know, with John Dorsey, and then and then with this group now, signing you know former first round picks to to low prove it style deals and seeing what they get out of them. Some of them have worked uh, really well. Brashad Perryman was successful. Greg Robinson was successful until it wasn't. Um, and now you've got a, a guy like McKinley. Uh, he, at the very least, he's a, he's a guy who can come in and be an energy energy player. Um, that, that has a little bit more to them than say like a Porter Gustin. Um, nothing about this deal stops them from operating. In fact, I, I still think they'll probably try to, they'll, you know, I, I'm sure they'll try. They may successfully sign another defensive end. There's a couple of guys out there. I still really like Carlos Dunlap for this team, depending on the money. Um, you know, Melvin Ingram's out there. Hassan Reddick is out there. Terrell Basham is out there. If they want to go with sort of another youngish guy, um, you know, the options are, 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 you know, becoming fewer and fewer, but it's certainly not a bad spot. And if they have to, they can go in to the draft and try to address it from that standpoint. Uh, but, uh, you know, everything about this move sort of made sense looking on the outside in, uh, from the outside in. And then, you know, you're watching a lot of teams sign players to some big money that the Browns probably wouldn't want to do. Uh, there's only been a couple guys where I've seen where I've been like, man, I, you know, I kind of wish the Browns would have done that for me. Tyson Alu-Alu for two years, $6 million to the Jacksonville Jaguars is infuriating to me because I think that would have been an incredible move for the Browns. And then the Jaguars go and trade for Malcolm Brown too, just to like stick it to me. So they loaded up on like four defensive linemen in the past two days, all interior guys. Uh, and then uh, you've got a guy like Chidobi Awuzie who signed with the Bengals. And, you know, I don't know if they really want to be a zone team. I think they might want to be more of a man team that can use zone. And maybe that's why they didn't like Chido all that much. But I think the Bengals got a heck of a deal. In fact, his first year salary for the Bengals is $4.25 million, exactly what McKinley would get. Uh, so I think they did really well for themselves. If you were sort of looking like at, at cheap corner help, uh, that, that could be a legitimate number two, uh, type player. I think that could have been an option. So, I mean, those are the only deals where I really like it go. Yeah. I kind of wish maybe the Browns would have investigated more. I I'm still in the camp that looks at the trades, uh, from the cornerback position. Uh, certainly we've talked about the possibility of Marshawn Lattimore, uh, if the Saints have to have to make a move, they are technically under the cap now, uh, but that only allows them to open up business next week. Um, they have still save the Titan for the second segment, Pete, because we got him for there. But go ahead. But uh, and then uh, and then you know it would seem like Stefan Gilmore is less likely to be moved than he ever was before, but at the same time, like. You know, some of these players are coming out. Like, I, I think we have largely seen what the quote-unquote bloodbath was going to be in terms of veterans. But, like, a guy, you know, a Dory Jackson just suddenly becomes available. So, I mean, they continue to have options out there to upgrade the position. And a lot of teams are sort of punching them. This could work to the Browns' benefit. There are a few teams hanging out there that still have a ton of money. But I think... The Browns' patience is paying off 
uh, to this point. No, I agree with you. And um, we'll get to, uh, we'll do a little bit of cornerback talk here in the second segment as we say goodbye to somebody that, you know, certainly um, Browns wise, you know, it's tough to see him go, but uh, you want to see the best for him as he was, you know, a stalwart here in some tough times for the Browns. And obviously the Tennessee Titans, you know, shuck up free agency a little bit today with one of their moves. Pete's going to scour social media, make sure there's nothing Browns wise that we got to jump in here with. And while he does that, I'm going to tell you about the good folks over at BetOnline.ag. Look, just because football is over does not mean your sports wagering has to end. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, BetOnline.ag. Sign up for today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code, all caps, locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. NCAA tournament, by all means, folks. You've been waiting. Uh, Everybody, jump in, get your bracket in over there. Uh, NHL, NBA, MLB, right around the corner. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Do not forget to use your promo code, all caps, locked on, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Before we get to the Tennessee Titans shaking things up a little bit today here for agency-wise, Pete, uh, Terrence Mitchell looks to be in agreement with the Houston Texans. Um, whatever the Texans are doing, that's not the conversation for right now. Uh, two years could be worth around $7 million. Pete, it always seemed for whenever Terrence Mitchell was here, he was kind of like 2A, 2B, and then something would happen. And, you know, Denzel Ward, you know, you know, sadly is, you know, missed his time, whatever other cornerbacks there were. But at the cornerback position, like, you know, the death taxes for the last three years was Terrence Mitchell, not the most gifted athlete, not the greatest player, but a guy who busted his butt for this franchise for the three years he was here. Um, and it was great to see it, you know, you know, him coming over in 2018, there was the spark of something. Then 2019, you know, played a lot. Denzel Ward was out. Uh, obviously, Greedy Williams was out. Still found a role once those guys came back. This year, Greedy Williams, you know, we never knew how long he was going to be out for. All right, well, we got Money Mitch. And, you know, for me, it was always Team Mitch. Sorry, Nathan. Team Mitch, Money Mitch. I'll go with Team Mitch. But Pete was a fun player. Gave a lot to this organization. But if you take one thing away from this, you know, Browns-wise, this is the thing to take away is Terrence Mitchell is a pretty good corner in this league. However you want to rank that, that's fine. Whatever, grades, whatever. But this is, you know, they're in a position now where a player like Terrence Mitchell is somebody they kind of have to put in the rear view because they have their eyes set on something younger, perhaps something with a little bit more proven, you know, a proven track record. But got speed, Terrence Mitchell. You know, for three years here, you know, you, you fought like hell for this franchise. Wore that jersey like it was one of the better jerseys in the NFL. Uh, I just wish it was somewhere other than Houston, to be honest. Well, uh, Terrence Mitchell was the guy who was never supposed to be on the field, who kept ending up on the field. Uh, you know, <laughs> and he, was was. Signed, he was signed as sort of like this forgettable by the way type move uh, by John Dorsey uh, when they brought in uh, a few DBs that year. And it was like, Oh, by the way, we, they signed Terrence Mitchell who was with the chiefs when he was with the chiefs. Um, you know, 
basically like three years, 12 million or whatever it was. Um, and from the first year he, he, you know, was on the field. He, he had a penchant for causing turnovers, um, helped sort of the, with that reputation of toughness and, and being feisty because he's not fast. Um, he just played his position well, left everything he had out there, all the, all those sort of uh, dirty shorts, cliches and all that stuff. Uh, and, but uh, after, after he caused, a, a, you know, a couple turnovers early, he broke his arm the first year and he was missed uh, because they didn't have anybody else. And then the second year, that's when he went through you know, the gains, gains one, gains two, EJ, Phillip, whoever the hell they were. And then you were just waiting for Terrence Mitchell to come back. Um, and then the second year they have uh, they have Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams, but then they, they both deal with hamstring injuries. So Mitchell ends up right back in there and plays 15 games that second year, uh, you know, in various capacities uh, and, and was – fine you know he, he wasn't a guy you wanted to have out there in a perfect world but you were happy to have him um and then this past year you know the browns had nothing but issues with corners um being on the field whether it was uh, greedy williams with his shoulder or denzel ward with his foot and then covid and Get all these other things so the only guy who played every game this year uh for the browns was was mitchell uh, including the playoffs. So, you know, he, he, he got to sort of be here for the, you know, to see the Browns sort of break through and get that playoff win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So in that respect, it was sort of fitting. It, it's, you know, the Browns want to get faster, period. I mean, the Chiefs game was painful to watch uh, for Terrence Mitchell uh, because he just, they, they just ran right by him and exploited that. He's a, he's a, he's a solid second zone corner and if the Browns want to get faster and they they've they've stated on any number of occasions they do then there's only so far that can go uh Mitchell you know for his sake he gets to keep playing uh basically the same money he was getting with the Browns uh with the Texans if it's up to 7.5 million uh so I mean it's you know it's not like a bad blood type situation or anything like that it's just a guy sort of moving on and continuing his career and and the Browns see where they 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 go from here, and and the the Houston Texan Hawks of uh, the NBA try to keep it going and and collecting all these players. <laughs> no one, with that. no one, <laughs> no one's going to remember, including Joe Johnson at quarterback and Tyrod Taylor. So I mean, there's you know he's a good player. I mean he 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 was never a great corner. Uh, he was fine. He, he made he made some noteworthy plays. Uh, and sort of just, you know, just that sort of cliche, hardworking guy that uh, gave everything he had. So, I mean, from that standpoint, he will be missed. Uh, but obviously the Browns are hoping to upgrade that spot in his stead. And this is sort of that growing process they're going through and uh, moving on from players who are no longer a part of that plan. And, you know, all the best, uh, you know, team Mitch, uh, you know, no hard feelings. Um They'll, you know, he'll always, you know, be talked about here. Um, and I, I thought he, you know, said it perfectly where it was, you know, he was never thought to be the guy, but every time basically you turned on a Browns game and they said, you know, your Browns starting defense, uh, one of the cornerbacks was 39, Terrence Mitchell. Uh, speaking, you know, obviously on the signing of Tack McKinley, um, you go to a player from a similar age, and Tack McKinley, Pete, by the way, will not turn 26 till almost halfway through the 2021 NFL season. 
uh, same college city, but not a similar situation here. Um, over the last two seasons, Adore Jackson has played in 14 games for the Tennessee Titans. Today, for whatever the reason may be, Tennessee decided to cut bait. Um, I'm not sure Janoris Jenkins is enough of a, you know, in rumors is there's more coming. But this is one, Pete, where you get into this and obviously you have a board set of free agents and guys you're interested in and, you know, you have your number allotments. And then all of a sudden you sit down and you go, hmm. Well, perhaps didn't possibly see this one coming. And, you know, you mentioned names like Bashar Perriman. You mentioned names like Greg Robinson. Tack McKinley's going to fall into this, you know, former first-round picks, you know, trying to resurrect their career. Um, Adoree Jackson, certainly somebody, you know, that you would consider. You're not really sure on money. And for him, Pete, it's not necessarily, you know, a player that it never really hit for. It's a player where Tennessee may have grown, you know, tired of the injuries. And again, 14 games in two years. This is a little bit different than your normal reclamation project. Um, for anybody saying 12 to $15 million, if he was worth that much money on the open market, I don't believe Tennessee would be moving on from him. This is an interesting one here now because your skill is there. Um, the, he, you know, there's times where he's been a really, really solid cornerback in this league. Of course, it's always the, you know, not for long in the NFL, you know, injuries will, you know, cause that stigma and put that on your reputation. But this is one that's going to, you know, you sit down and it causes some pause and hesitation and you're going to do some work you weren't truly anticipating right now when you're in the middle of the free agent process. Uh, Adoree Jackson's 2018 season is arguably better than any season Denzel Ward has had to this point. Um, in 2019, not a knock on Denzel, just how good that 2018 season was. 2019 and 2020, he's been hurt. Uh, 2020 in particular, he missed 13 games. I think he came back for their playoff game um, in a limited capacity. So he's extraordinarily athletic. I loved him at USC. Uh, not only was he a great cover corner uh, and a really good athlete, but he was also a, a, a punt returner. Um, so – I, I, I don't know. Too. I don't know what the ten point two four million means or not, and I think he's on waivers. Um, so I, I don't know what that means for his market. Um, I don't know that that means that he's you know won't get a a a, a, a nice deal. I it, it to me it just suggests that um, people don't want to pay him ten point two four million or or more this year. Not unlike. Uh, Aaron Jones is getting what is nominally a $48 million contract, but he's getting less than the, the uh, you know, less than that franchise tag in the first year. I think just because of the situation that people don't want to have to mess with that particular number, I could be wrong, but I, but I, I don't know if that's really a, a commentary on sort of his fall from grace. Uh, first things first, you have to evaluate his health. Um, where is he at? You know, are, are you worried that he's sort of compromised as far as being a player? If you're not and he's going to be healthy, then he's a damn good corner uh, that can play opposite of Denzel Ward. You can play man coverage endlessly. Um, he's he's basically almost identical in terms of size as Ward. Um, so, I mean, if you want to have – speedy corners on the outside that can play man and have safeties on the inside that can potentially cause turnovers. Um, that's a really attractive option. Uh, you know, I'll be curious to see 
what this looks like if he is on waivers, if he gets claimed, if he's if he if he's not on waivers, what that's going to look like, or if he clears. Um, I wouldn't surprise me at all if his if his process takes a little bit longer than some of these other ones, just because I don't know. You know, obviously teams have to study in in, in cases of these or identify players they think might get released for one reason or another. Uh, but that's they still may take a minute to sort of uh, you know calibrate versus this and then the timing of this could be an, a factor as well um Shaq griffin off the market um you know there's a couple of these 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 players that have been signed elsewhere um does that hurt him or does that help him it's it's hard to say in in some respects it could hurt him because some of the bigger spenders are already done on the other hand he may be one of the last best options uh available which could help him so uh, there are too many unknowns to sort of make it a definitive <laughs> statement on Dory Jackson, other than to say that if he's healthy, he's been really good and would be a massive upgrade for what the Browns had, both both in pass coverage and against the run. So I'm certainly interested. It was definitely unexpected. The Titans have gotten rid of him and uh, Malcolm, whichever one, Brown, I think. Butler. Butler. There you go. Malcolm Butler. And then they recently as well. Desmond King's a free agent, a deep, deep secondary there in Tennessee looks a little thin right now. And they got rid, you know, they, they signed Janoris Jenkins is to replace one of them. So, you know, th- there's some options out there on the boundary. That's sort of the, the, the biggest question right now um, with this team is, is supply in terms of the boundary corner position. It's going to be interesting. Um, waivers. I don't know. I mean, anybody picking them up at, you know, 10 point, whatever million dollars. I'm not sure. You know, most likely you're probably looking for a one-year deal with some decent money uh, incentive-laden as, you know, he would hit the market next year as a 26-year-old. Certainly an interesting name uh, to keep your eye on here through the process. Um, you know, might help that, you know, Tennessee has been successful in the last couple of seasons, so it could be something, you know, what Dory Jackson is looking for. Uh, we'll be back. A couple of listener questions here as we continue to roll on through Lockdown Browns, recapping day two of NFL Free Agency. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your car and truck and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available, again, for your car or truck, right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we at Locked On sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The new and improved Bill Bar is even deliciouser. Current six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond crisp, apple Almond, crisp, and of course, carrot cake. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and they are easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Of course, they are great with the keto diet. The flavor profile for your cookies and cream bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net card go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on 15 
and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, promo code locked on 15 for 20% off at builtbar.com. Pete, as time's getting almost ahead of us, as it always seems to do. Um, first one here. What if Amar, uh, Adore Jackson is on the open market? What kind of deal could possibly work? Well, again, I think it's cheap this year, relatively speaking. Uh, and then an extension. Or, well, I mean, if, if he's on the open market, they could just sign him to a multiple-year deal. But it, but it's getting him under under you know lower in salary this year and then ramping up as years go on when they're set to lose some contracts and have some money come off the books. Um, that's sort of been the thing that teams have been using to get players to sign. Um, for example, Trey Hendrickson getting $32 million, I think, guaranteed in the first two years. Um, there's been a couple other contracts like that where they're guaranteeing a lot of money up front because if you're a team with cap space, use it. Um, and that's that's sort of an option you have. So that becomes the thing. If, if Adoree Jackson's okay with not getting as much initially, then I think you can work out a deal. Having said that, you know, this that that's his fifth-year option salary. Um, and it's the last year where, like, that's not guaranteed or whatever. So um, he might be pretty anxious to get that – get paid. So, I mean, that may see him go somewhere else. So I don't know. But uh, it's it's all about structuring the money so they can you know, limit the impact of the the cap this year. Uh, I, I you know I kind of agree there, um, John. Uh, John Colosimo, uh, um, Pete. The talk today of former Falcon, former Florida Gator, uh, box safety, Keanu Neal, and the possibility that he would maybe entertain signing somewhere as a linebacker athleticism, not off the charts, uh, you know, from his days at UF and his uh, combine pro day, something could work, something that would possibly interest this front office. Well, he's a box safety. So, I mean, for here, that would be a Rover. So if the Browns want to get in the business of sort of having a, a dime safety, then he would fit the bill from that standpoint. That's where he does his best work. He's physical. He's willing to come up and make plays, he can you know, he can do some dirty work in that area of the field. Uh, the question with him is medical. Uh, he's missed a lot of time, uh, 2018, 2019. He played basically all, all season in 2020 and was fine. Um, you know, what, what do you pay for that? Uh, he's projected to get something like $5 million per season. I don't anticipate the Browns would pay him that much. Uh, so in that sense, no. But he's... You know, you, you could do the same thing with Carl Joseph. Uh, the b- advantage with Neil is he's bigger. He's like 215 pounds. He's like 6'1". Uh, so he has a little bit more size if you want him to play in the box. Uh, but that's certainly something I would be interested in, whether that's uh, getting somebody cheap or through the draft um, of getting another safety because you're going to need depth anyway. But then if, if you have that sort of uh, embarrassment of riches that, you know, it's it's you know, it's second and 15, third and 12. Uh, do you want a linebacker in the middle of the field? You know, probably not. You'd probably rather have another DB out there. So put one of them at Mike, uh, and it could be, you know, someone you draft. Obviously, I'm, I'm a big proponent of Jamie and Sherwood uh, in that type of role. 
I think he could be good for that. But there are other guys in that vein. The, the kid from USC is in that similar vein. Medical is going to be a, a big question with him, but his production is otherworldly, and I don't think he's going to have a ton of speed, but he he might have the necessary quickness to really excel down there. So overall, just from the you know schematic standpoint, do I like the idea of going and getting more safeties that can come on the field and in obvious passing situations? Yeah, I, like you're watching what the Bills have just done. They, they've they've added Emmanuel Sanders to a wide receiver room that already had Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, and Gabriel Davis, who had a pretty good rookie year. So you're not going to stop that team with a bunch of linebackers. You're going to stop them with DBs. The Chiefs, it's the same deal. You're going to win with DBs. So as much as, you know, some people want to go and get some, you know, stud linebacker, and I don't even know who that is. Uh, you know, <laughs> Deion Brown, you know, is, is certainly in the mold of a guy that could, could fit what they're doing. But, you know, if, if that's the type of guy you want and, 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 you know, Malcolm Smith is sitting there for cheaper, why wouldn't you just bring him back? He was, you know, for what they asked him to do, he was good. So, Yep. That's sort of the, the, the options they have there. Getting getting smaller, getting faster. That seems to be the big goal. And yet they still maintain the ability to put Sione Takitaki in the field. Maybe they re-sign uh, BJ Goodson. I'd be more than happy with that. And if you need to get bigger, you put those two cats on the field and, and clog up the middle. You're going to play folks, you know, like the Tennessee Titans, obviously not on the schedule this year. Uh, but there's teams, you know, that still, you know, like to run the ball and it gives you the flexibility to – you know, shift your personnel to, you know, whatever situation is brought to you. Um, and, of course, a lot of that is because of the addition of John Johnson the third yesterday. Uh, just no way around that one. Uh, still pretty giddy about that one. Uh, coming to John here, uh, obviously, Tack McKinley, your newest Cleveland Brown. Uh, farewell, Terrence Mitchell. You know, thanks for everything. Um, you know, Godspeed. Uh, Dory Jackson, possibility, now on the market. Some listener questions here. Uh, continuing to build this defense. Uh, we'll continue to come through the week. We'll see what tomorrow brings, Browns-wise, NFL free agency-wise. He is Pete Smith, Sports Illustrated's uh, Browns Digest. Uh, obviously, Pete and the team over there, busting their bus here through free agency, You know, covering everything uh, as only they can. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow everywhere. DMs are open. Uh, ideas, questions, content for the show. You know, you got a good idea. We'll obviously, you know, take it and run like we did from you know, John Colosino today. And I believe it was uh, Jeff Piles as well. Thanks, guys, for the questions. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, make sure you are A, subscribed to Lockdown Browns, B, leave a five-star rating for Lockdown Browns, and C, leave a written review for Lockdown Browns. A lot going on here, lots to cover. Uh, anybody who's maybe not that excited for where the Browns are going um, as far as what they're doing, uh, look, you know, not, like I said today with a the tweet, they're not going to go, you know, white girl wasted with their money. They're going to be smart. They're going to play things on their terms, understanding they do not have the cap flexibility they had last year. Um, so you're going to be smart and calculated. This is exactly why you go with an analytic regime. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.